We can't just have an idea and just expect it to go. I've got to have a tactical system that's moving me forward. Helping business leaders grow themselves, their team, and their profits. This is Andre Leadership. Now, here's your host, Ken Coleman. Coming to you from the Music City, this is the broadcast of Leaders by Leaders for Leaders. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. Here's what's coming up. We got Chris Hogan coming to you in two different segments. First, we're going to give you a short excerpt of Chris Hogan from the Entree Master Series stage. It's one of our signature events, and he recently did this talk on the art of coaching. It's so good. Wanted to give you a few minutes of it. You're going to learn and you're going to grow. And then Chris will join me in the studio as we talk through the state of business in America. This will inform and inspire you. And hey, folks, don't forget, Daniel Tardy and myself will be taking your business questions. We want to add this exciting element to the program. You've got questions. We can actually give you answers. And so we're going to make that a part of this program going forward. So start submitting your questions now. Two ways to do it. Call 844-944-1070. 844-944-1070. Leave a voicemail. The team will get with you. We'll schedule the call. You call in. Daniel and I take your calls. And we want to give you some clarity. You can also email us, podcast at entreleadership.com. That's podcast at entreleadership.com. And just tell us, hey, want to get my question answered on the program, and the team will set it up. You'll call in just like a live radio show, except it'll be recorded, of course, and we will answer your question. We're really excited about this. So again, if this doesn't fit you, but you know somebody who would love to get their question answered, then tell them about it as well. This is an exciting new feature. Your calls, your questions coming soon to Entree Leadership. As I said, Chris Hogan killed, absolutely slayed our audience at a recent Entree Master Series event. And the talk that you're about to hear just a little bit of is entitled The Art of Coaching. This is great stuff. Listen up and learn. Here's Chris Hogan from the Entree Leadership Stage. It's your job to push your team to win, but not drive the team so hard that everyone loses. For me, it's almost like the clutch like, how many of you all can drive a stick shift? Okay, high percent. Okay, wow, that surprises. Um, when I first learned to drive a stick shift, it was out on the farm. And the guy that was teaching me, he goes, all right, Hogan, start the car, push in the clutch, put it in the gear. I was like, okay. And he goes, all right, let off the clutch. I was like, whoa, uh, no. I said, it's in gear. He goes, I know, just let it off. I let off, and of course, we buck, right? He goes, all right. He goes, do it again. He had me do this three times in a row. I go, dude, are you trying to give me whiplash? He goes, no, I just want you to know that's the worst that's going to happen. Now let's learn to drive this thing. Point taken. Like it was one of those where he helped me to see this is all that's going to happen. We're going to buck and you're going to move a little bit. We're going to live. And then we're going to start it over. He said, so now we can learn to drive this thing. And I thought, huh, can you imagine if we were able to give our team kind of that safety of understanding, hey, these are some of the obstacles we're going to bump into. These are some of the things we're going to come up against. But here's the deal. If we do this, this, and this, and this, this, this way, this is the worst that can happen, right? And oftentimes, people need permission to be aggressive. People need permission to know that you're going to have their back. And so it's easy to say it, but it's another thing to start to show that on another level where people really start to trust. And they know when you're pushing them, and they know they respect you enough when you tell them, hey, you need to step it up. Like They respect you because that's a right that you earn. 
always be prepared as a coach and as a leader. And that is understanding kind of where you are and the things we're up against. You know, know what you are teaching and be be prepared to teach it. This I'll never forget when my sales team, when I was in the mortgage industry, I was telling them about, hey, this is what needs to happen. And they, one of the guys were like, well, Chris, for us that are in the sales world, he goes, that's not, it doesn't work that way. And I go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I go, you think because I own the company that I can't sell? He goes, well, you've been out of the game a little while. Oh, see, I needed some office cred, right? So I was like, I'll tell you what we're going to do. And so we shifted and we had a little contest and, you know, we were selling and whatever. And, and, and it was one of those where out on the sales floor, I was with him, right? Because see, he needed to know I wasn't just telling him something that I thought. I was telling him something I had done. Some of you may need to get some office cred in some areas. Some of them, whether that's going out on a call or getting out with a client or a big deal or whatever, getting plugged in, just helping them know you're not just owning it or leading it. You know it. And you know how to do it. And so it can just set the tone for them to understand what's going on. And I think too often times in business, you have team members that think it's like college where you might have somebody teaching on something that hadn't done it. And so again, you might need some street or office credit, as I call it, where you dive in and you do work on a big deal. And so help them, help them to see it. I'm going to tell you another thing that changed the game for me was my sophomore year, I taught a little kid's camp. And so I was teaching them techniques, the same things that I was being taught, and it truly helped the game slow down. If you've ever heard any of the all-star players, especially Michael Jordan, he mentions that in games, that in certain scenarios, the game would slow down, meaning he saw things other people didn't see and could respond faster. I'm telling you this because I think one of the best things you could do as a leader is tap people to teach things to the team. Meaning, if you have a new product or service come out, have one of your high potential leaders give the presentation. Engage them in it. It can help them see things on a whole nother level. Also, if you have somebody that's struggling, (laughs) Uh, Becca, she, this girl, her expense report was always a hot mess. Okay, just terrible. She was always missing money. I mean, couldn't keep up with her seat. So you know what I did? I had her do a presentation to the staff on expense reports. And she goes, me? I go, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, I want you to put together a PowerPoint. You know, let's walk everybody through it. Guess whose travel expenses got a whole lot better? Hers. They were almost perfect. See, sometimes the best way to help somebody to improve is to put them in a position where they have to teach. So what are some things they can do, whether it's micro presentations or putting together a pitch or a formulation? You can help them start to see things on a different level. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And if you've never been to an Entree Master Series stage, you'll hear Chris and I talk a little bit about this October's event, October 7 through 11, coming up really, really soon. But first, let's get to Chris Hogan, who recently joined me in our studio. Welcome back, sir. Well, thank you, buddy. It's good to be with you. Well, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but uh, we're already excited and thinking about our event, October 7th through 11, our Entree Leadership Master Series. You're going to be headlining that. Going to have a great group of folks here. And we wanted to get you in and just get a snapshot of what's going on in America right now. We hear all kinds of things all the time. But I'd love for you to just start with when you are out speaking to corporations all across the country. 
What is your assessment of the state of business in this country right now? Because you're seeing it up close and personal. Yeah. Well, Ken, I think, you know, the small business is the backbone of our economy. And traveling around and seeing these businesses and being in their environment, what it's showing me is that business is available. You know, the opportunity to go out and to really dream big, get the right people on board, and to take the right kind of strategic steps, it's available. And people are thriving out there. Now, regardless of what you hear in the news, right, there's all doom and gloom in the news. But I want business owners out there to realize you've got an opportunity in front of you. You've got an opportunity with the right people in your corner to truly make a difference. And I think, you know, it's the mantra that we say, grow yourself, grow your team, and grow your business. That's still there. I mean, people have an opportunity right now to start more businesses than ever. The environment, it's easier. The opportunities are available. I just want to encourage people to make sure you stay equipped, right? We've got to continue to grow ourselves because we talk about this in Entree Leadership. You as the leader are the lid. So what you know and your skill set and your go-to ideals, those are the things that your team will end up understanding. So you've got to make sure you're pushing yourself at all times. Follow-up question there. As you're out there talking to leaders, speaking to them, how good is business? I mean, people are winning, aren't they? People are definitely winning. I mean, and they're winning big. And you're seeing this. And I love to see the humble leader that's winning because they quickly will tell you, Chris, it's the team, right? It's the mission. And you know, Ken, there's a word. And I've bumped into a few of these and I won't name names, but there's a name for a leader that takes all the credit. They're called a thief. When you take all the credit and you give away all the blame, that's the opposite of what we teach. Entree leaders know, hey, I want to share the credit and I want to accept the blame. That's the reality. Okay, so we know that people are winning, but we also know that it's not as easy as it seems either. We want to make sure we paint this other picture that, hey, you might get some early wins. It might take you a while, but you need to know that if you commit as an entrepreneur or you're jumping in leadership, it is a tough game. It is difficult, but... It's not impossible. No, you're right. I mean, anybody can start a business. I think the idea is is that you want to run one and guide one to winning, which means your team members understand what winning looks like. This is a big deal. And I think it's important for leaders out there to describe for each person on your team, what does winning look like in your role? Like, don't just tell them to do the job. Show them what is that standard. Because, listen, you're a sports guy just like I am. Mm -hmm. The scoreboard doesn't lie. It's there and people want to know how they're doing. So as leaders, if we can guide people and really kind of pour into them and to help them to develop their skill set, grow the skill set they currently have, there's nothing that can't happen. But leadership is not for the faint of heart. Like if you're in it just for the glory, then you need to go find something else to do because you're going to have tough spots. You're going to have tough situations. You're going to have tough customers. You're even going to have economic environments that are trying to challenge you. So you've got to be ready to respond the right way because you have to remember as a leader, you're on stage. Your team is watching you every day. Now, what kind of message are you communicating? I love that you said business is not for the faint of heart. And so there's some mental toughness that goes with that saying as well. Curious to know what you believe that a leader's mindset needs to be in business. Mm. Or are there multiple mindsets? Well, I think there can be multiple, but I think you're right. The mindset is everything. I think we have to understand that what we're doing when you're in the world of business or leadership, number one, leadership's not a title. And I want people to hear me when I say that. It's not a matter of you being the CEO or CMO or whatever. It's a matter of you being plugged in and are you really with the mission of the company? But I think your mindset is absolutely crucial. We've got to think that winning isn't optional. 
You've got to have that mindset that I'm going to drive and push forward and to help take my team to a desired destination. And if you have that mindset, you've got to understand what is it going to take? It's going to take some drive. It's going to take focus. It's also going to require sacrifice. And Ken, I think a lot of people leave out the sacrifice part. When you're leading something or you're growing something, you're going to miss out on some things, right? There are some things you're not going to be able to do, but you're sacrificing for the sake of the business. So for me, it's not a sacrifice necessarily. It's more of an investment. All right. So let's talk about going from the mindset that you just talked about to the mission itself. Okay. I got it in my head. I know where I want to go. I've steeled myself. I know that I'm going to have to be patient and persevere at the same time. You're also a guy who understands systems. You understand it from running your own businesses, mm-hmm. being in leadership of other businesses. You understand it as an all-American football player. You know, I think we talked about sports a minute ago. I think about football teams. Here we are, almost football season in America. System, system, systems. I mean, every coach has got his way of doing it. Talk about the idea of going from mindset to putting some systems in place. Well, I think it's good to start mentally to understand what does winning look like for you? What is that thing that's driving you as a leader or an owner? But I think you start to understand that the tactical side is huge. Like we can't just have an idea and just expect it to go. I've got to have a tactical system that's moving me forward. What are those systems you're going to put in place? And I think it's easy for us to go to what we know, what we grew up in or what we were raised in as a leader. But you start to have to, I I tell people, it's okay to do R&D right? Rob and duplicate, right? What I'm saying is, is like borrow from those things and be able to look at this. But I think, Ken, the key to being successful in your system is that the leader has to do something. And I talk about this at Entree Master Series. The leader has to understand they have to authentically remain themselves. Whenever you try to pretend to be something you're not, whenever you try to act like something you're not, it's hard for people to stay into character. So most people think leader is the loud person barking and yelling at people. That's old school. The leader is the person that's guiding people, right? And so that mindset that you have is crucial, but you need to look at your systems. You know, what is your attendance policy? You know, what is the way you're running your books? What is the way you're running your human resources? And then really start to understand what do I need to change? What needs to be increased and what needs to be decreased and what needs to be stopped? I want to ask you a follow-up here. How do you see systems and culture working together? Because I look at systems and I go, okay, now this is the way we operate. Mm-hmm. But then culture has been defined by many people as shared behaviors. Yes. You know, like, so how do you see in a healthy organization systems and culture complementing each other? Okay, I like that. That's a very, very good question. To me, systems are the what we do right? It's the what we're going to do, how we go about it, how do we serve, how do we deal with issues, how do we deal with winning? The culture, I think, determines how you do it. Meaning, if you are a culture of inclusion, right? This means you're sharing the good stuff with your team. You're sharing the not so good stuff. You're being open and honest. You know, here at Ramsey Solutions, we have family meetings, right? And this is where as a team, we talk about everything. We lay it out there. We want people to be aware. And I think when people work, and I've seen this, when people are working in a culture of secrecy, a culture of elitism, where only the people at the top know what's going on, I think, Ken, what you end up establishing is a culture of fear. People fear what they don't know, and so now they automatically assume the worst. So I think your system is much more going to be determined by the culture that you are desiring and the culture that you're growing. 
That's good. All right, let's talk about something you call the AAA process. <laughs> what is this? Is not for everybody that's getting out their AAA card to see yeah, if they're no, up to date. No, 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 no. This is not roadside assistance. What is this? AAA process. It was someone asked me. They said, "Hogan, how are you striving to improve?" You know, they were talking about seeing me at some events, and they said, "Dude, you know, I saw you a few years ago, and you're so much better than you were." And looking at that, and I took it as a compliment, but I said, "Here's what I do." I'm constantly assessing myself. So the first day of the AAA, three A's, assessing, meaning being honest about where I am, right? Being honest about how I'm performing. And leaders can do this. Be real with yourself. And this is where you're looking in the mirror and you're being honest about your strengths and your flaws. The next A is you've got assessing is acknowledging. The acknowledging is where you're super honest with yourself. Can I improve? And how can my business improve if I were to grow my skill set in this area? So you're acknowledging that better is available, right? The final one is nothing happens till something happens, right? The final A is action. So we've got assessing, acknowledging, and then activating, taking action, moving in a direction with a plan of improvement. Yeah, boy, that really does work. But it takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? For somebody who, who has yet to really do this, the assessing can be very, very difficult. Assessing can be really hard. Let me ask you this. I know what the answer is, but I want you to detail it out. What is the best way to do assessment? Is it self-assessment or is it self-assessment plus others' assessment combined? I think, Ken, the best way to go whenever you're assessing yourself is to definitely ask somebody that cares about you, but they're not scared of you. And what I mean by that is a person that cares about you is someone that, hey, they want what's best for you. A person that's not scared of you means that somebody that will tell you the truth. Because too often times people ask and they act like they want feedback, but nobody ever wants to hear criticism. Right. And I think it's all in the spirit that's what's given. So if you've got somebody around you that cares about you, that's not scared of you, and you allow them to give you some guidance as well, I think that can help us to truly understand kind of where we are. One of the things I talk about with leaders is being self-aware. Like, are you aware of how you're viewed in the office? Are you aware of how your customers view your business? That self-awareness really requires us to be brutally honest with ourselves. But I think that's the best path for improvement is to know where I am. Because, for example, if I've got somebody performing at an eight and they want to get to 10, then I know there's two degrees. If I have somebody that says, man, I want to get to a 10 and I ask them, well, where are you? And they don't have a baseline. We don't have a start point. So it's very important to know where you are, know where others think you are, but still know where you want to go. We were talking about processes and systems earlier. I want to come back to that. Looking at the assessing, the acknowledging, and the activating. This isn't just good for the leader themselves, but this is great for the entire organization. So I'd love to get some suggestions from you. How can these leaders and owners begin to take AAA? How would they they say, okay, Chris, I like that. That's good. Hmm. That's not just good for me and my leaders. Right. Let's do that for the entire company. Right. How would a small business begin to implement the AAA process? Well, I think, you know, the AAA process is something that's good in all areas. I think you can use it in your business, your personal life, with your family, your kids, all the way around. Oh, sure. But I think in business, when you're assessing where you are, it's a matter of, hey, what's winning? You know, what area of the business is winning or what product line is winning? Also, be honest about yourself and say, what's not performing? Well, what's underperforming or what's losing that kind of statement. And as you look at that and you talk about that as a self-employed individual or with your leadership team, now you start to get really, as I call it, leadership naked, right? You start to get honest about, hey, we want this area to win, but we're going to be honest about it. The next is, is acknowledging kind of what's missing. Look at your business. Do you have certain people 
that you need to hire, that you need to bring on? Do you have certain resources you need to add or systems that needed to be added for the team to go to the next level? And then I think the rubber meets the road with the activating. Now that I've assessed, now that I've acknowledged, what are we going to change to really start to help our business grow forward? Yeah. And to that end, it's a scary thing for a business owner or a leader to make a big change. It just is. Unless it's just one of those ones where it's been coming forever, everybody right. knows it, and we finally just do it. But a lot of times, leaders, we hear this in Entree Leadership, that the change, you know, it, it has some unknowns to it. What's your approach? What do you counsel leaders to do when they're facing something that they believe should happen, mm -hmm. but there's no way for them to completely predict what will happen? Right. No, I like that. And I think if you are a transparent leader, being open and honest, where you talk about the AAA, kind of assessing with the team, this is where we are. This is what we acknowledge where we could be. And this is the steps we're going to take to go there. Right. I think if you're talking about that with the team and setting that vision, it invites the team to get on board. If the team sees it and they're being honest about where things are, but also being realistic and honest about where things could go. Now it's a lot easier. Here's my thing. I'm going to let out one of my one of my secret weapons oh, from Entree Master I Series. I like it. I like okay, it. Here's the deal. I don't talk about change. I talk about improvement. OK. Like nobody likes change. You're right. right. The word itself. The word itself. It just makes people get uh -huh. knotted up right inside. So <laughs> here's does. what I would tell leaders. Let's not talk about change. Let's strive for improvement. Everybody wants to improve. Well, you're right about that. It's a different spirit. That's a semantic thing, right? Just a word play, but it's something about the connotation behind improvement. People want to improve. Now, if you've got people on your team that don't want to improve, that's another issue. Okay. There it is. Boy, that's so true. This is something that I just want to talk to our audience real quick here. This is a great, great exercise for you is to look at other words in your normal operation of business that create angst. Yes. And try to find another word. That's yeah. all you did there. You went, all right, why are we changing in the first place? Because we want to improve. That's right. Well, wait a second. Everybody wants to improve. Yeah. And so you just picked a different word. I did. And I want to give it's the really leaders good. out there another tip. If you have a staff meeting or you do a whole team meeting, which I hope you do, we talk about that in the communication, is do me a favor, record yourself at a staff meeting one of these times, like get an audio recorder and record and listen to your tone. Like the tone is a big deal. It's not, Ken, you've heard this. It's not what we say all the time. It's how we say it. And so what is your tone behind the message? I was working with a company doing some consulting work and trying to help them with some, putting some systems in place. And the leader thought he was giving a motivating lesson, a motivating message. You know, Ken, he was angry. Like sitting there listening to him and watching the team, what he thought was motivating was coming off as chastising. It was anger. And so I had to tell him, I said, dude, what was your goal of that meeting? He said, was to get them fired up. Well, I said, here's the deal. You got them pushed down. Your tone wasn't matching your intent. And so it's really important for us to have that self-awareness so we can improve. That's really good. Here's a question I want you to share with our audience because they know you well. So you've been at Ramsey Solutions for how long? 13 years. 13 years. You have spoken on finances. You've written a best-selling book on retirement. You got another book coming out soon on Everyday Millionaires. And yet you're still very involved in Entree Leadership. You really are the uh, headliner for this event, Entree Master Series, coming up October 7th through 11. 
you're doing this because you love it. You've got enough going on over the financial space. Why do you keep doing this? Why speak to business owners? Why are you still so involved? Well, I am the result of working with great leaders, as I call them coaches. From the sports world to the classroom, I've had people that have really believed in me and guided me. And I love the coach. I am a coach. I want to help people get better. And I think there's no better opportunity than to get leaders and these business owners to really go back and to have an impact on their team. One of the things I tell people is that a good leader can help people get better at their job. That's a fact. A good leader will sit down and they'll mentor and they'll guide people and they can get better at their job. But there's a difference when you work with a great leader. Good leaders can help you get better at your job, but a great leader can help you get better at your life. They can help you think differently about things. And that's what I see Entree Leadership Master Series being, an opportunity to impact leaders, to give them some tools. This business stuff can be lonely. Man, you can be somewhere and you're pushing and striving against the economic situation and battling against competitors and you're pushing and striving. And most of the time, you don't have anybody in your corner. You don't have anybody saying, hey, you're doing a good job. Or you know what? You're doing a good thing for your customers. And I think having been the recipient of good coaching, of somebody to cheer you on, but also somebody to get in your grill, somebody to tell you when you need to tweak, that to me is an impact. And so if what we're doing with Entree Leadership is really giving business owners, number one, the community, do you understand you don't have to lead alone? But the opportunity to really have a massive impact when we get like-minded people together at this event. I love to see the synergy. I love to see the networking that goes on. I love to see how they coach each other at this event. And it's one of those things where people come in maybe tired, but they leave out motivated, they leave out focused, and they've also made 20 to 30 new friends. That to me is a positive thing. How would you describe that event? Because you get this unique vantage point yeah. on the stage 65, 70% of the time teaching. How would you describe the event as you've been a part of it so intimately for so many years? Ken, listen to me. I have been to college. I've been to grad school. I've got my master's degree. Sitting through Entree Leadership years ago, right, when it first was getting started, I walked away from that. And I've owned businesses. I've run business. I felt like I'd gotten a PhD in leadership. I felt like I was told the things that somebody should have told me years ago, and I would have done better in my business. So I feel like this event is one of those things. It's like a PhD in leadership because it's not theory. We're not here talking about this theory of something that we hope will work, that we wish will work. No, it's how we are run. It's how we're developed. So it's in our DNA. So I love that we're sharing the playbook of what we did to get to where we are, but also what we're doing to go further. Well, I like the analogy that you use with the playbook. And earlier you said coaches is how you refer to leaders, mm. which is which is so good. That's right. So if all these leaders that come to this event are coaches, we're giving them our playbook. It's the same as what high school coaches do every year. They'll go to college yeah. or pro camps and mm -hmm. things like that and learn from coaches. Right. And, you know, Dave Ranch has got a great playbook. Yeah. There's just no denying that. No, it's worked. And it's one of those things I want people to understand. We get people coming in that are winning. Oh, like, I mean, yeah. we got people that are winning oh, to yeah. the nth degree. But here's what I love. They're hovering at a nine. That's right. They're wanting to get to a 12. That's exactly right. And so how do you do that? Winners get around other people that are winning. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so when you come in and you're running good at this area and people that are trying to improve, and we get people at all levels, we get people that are coming in as a manager that essentially want to move up the ranks or they're wanting to impact their team. So whether you are a company owner, a CEO, 
a senior manager, or a leader in a business, this event can be a game changer for you. This event will give you information to go out and immediately apply. And I've seen it. I've seen people come in with their shoulders kind of down and tired, and I've seen them leave with their shoulders back and their focus because they understand now they're a part of a community, but they also have information that no one's ever told them. Mm, wow. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I get to be a part of that as well. It's fun to watch eagles hmm. find other eagles, yes. and they kind of flock together, and a lot of great stuff happens. Tell us about the event, October 7 through 11. It is a special four days. Uh, we're going to take it to a new yes. venue, the Franklin Marriott yes. Cool Springs, which is a fantastic hotel. going to be a lot of fun. Tell us about the event. Well, this event is going to be fantastic. As I said, you've heard me talking about Entree Leadership Master Series. This is something that we do a couple times a year to really open up the playbook and give people an opportunity to not get theory, but to get practical things to apply in your business. This event is for anyone that's in business or leadership that wants to get better from CEOs to managers to anyone, senior leaders, even up and coming leaders, people that are serious about winning. And so, as you said, we're going to be at the Franklin Marriott. We're only going to keep this to a select number of people. All the platinum and reserve seats have been sold out. Those are gone. That's right. But we've got about 150 tickets left. And those things are going to sell soon because prices are going to start to go up. But this event is designed for people that are serious and they want to win in their business. And we've got some hands-on workshops. We're going to have our coaches actually a part of the event. That's another cool Listen, thing. Listen, I'm excited about this. We have added about three to four brand new lessons that I'm excited to unveil. But we also have added the workshop component. Now, this is huge because I want leaders to have practical application of things that we're talking about. So to have the coaches walking around, I'll be walking around, you'll be walking around to really work with leaders on this tough issue that they're facing. It's another level. And it gives people an opportunity to go, I'm going to go back and do this with my senior leaders or up and coming leaders. And so we're giving them again, more tools for their toolbox. All right. So here's what we want you to do, folks. We want you to go to entreleadership.com slash EMS. That's entreleadership.com slash EMS. All the information that you would need to register more about the event itself. All of that is there. And as Chris said, our platinum and preferred seats are gone. Yes. We have a limited number of just regular seats. It's going to sell out. It always does. We'd love to see you there. It's going to be an impactful four days. It's a lot of fun. So if you want to make a move on this, kick the tires a little bit more, entreleadership.com slash EMS, and join us. I promise you, you won't regret it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Ken, it's awesome. And one of the things I want people to know is we have alumni that come back. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking people that have been back five, six times or more. And that I love because because it shows that they have this mindset that they're trying to continually grow. With us adding new content, it's an opportunity for them to come back and bring leaders from their team and really plug in and go through it together. And so it's that, again, the camaraderie as well as the community, it all leads to progress. Chris Hogan, it's always fun to have you on the program. We're Thank always you. better when we hang out with you. And I we're looking forward it. to October 7 through 11. And hope to have you back in the program here soon. Thank you, my friend. Always good to be with you. Big thanks to Chris Hogan for hanging out with us in studio. We'll get him back on the program very soon. Well, it's always fun when we can have some of our event alumni join us in the studio. We've brought several conversations to you over the years, and I'm excited to welcome Sean Devereaux into the Entree Leadership Studio. Sean, how's it going? 
It's going great, Ken. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you, and we love to hear from our event alumni. We have our Entree Leadership One Day event. We have the Entree Leadership Master Series, and of course, our Entree Leadership Summit and uh, the Master Series event. We're just really fond of it here because it's a smaller group. It's mm-hmm. the deep dive. It feels like an NFL training camp. You know, it where, does. It yeah, really does. Leaders yeah. come in, and you have been to one. I have. So I want to ask you about that. Yeah. When did you come to an Entree Master Series event? So 2012, Tucson, okay. Arizona was my first foray Okay, really into deep dive entree leadership, but then honestly business coaching of any kind, really. Yeah. Now, why? Why did you decide to come to that event? Because I was running a business that was more like a hobby that I was doing with friends and not an actual business. And I'd read the book and that was great, but it's like reading the book versus going to this actual in-depth workshop, hearing it from the real people, from the people that are doing it, people that actually wrote the book. It's like someone trying to tell you how to throw a curveball. You can't tell someone how to throw a curveball. You got to teach them how to do it. And that's really what the Master Series was for me. So you show up. Yeah. You've read Dave's book. So you just, your brain is full of stuff. But then you've got some real practical stuff in your business that you want some help with. Absolutely. So when you're at that event and you soak it all up, and we joke about it, that it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. Oh, big time. Yeah, it is. And so you walk away and you go back. What did you take away from that event? Well, actually, the event itself helped me prioritize what to actually focus on when I got back. Sure. You can't focus on everything right away. Oh, no way. I mean, it took Dave 25 years to get here, <laughs> yeah, right? That's right. So for me, I focused on no gossip, which was a big deal. And not just the no gossip of, you know, not saying bad things about your coworkers, but don't complain to people that can't help you with your problem. That was a big one. Retained earnings and savings, making sure there's enough operating cash in the business that's going to stay there. And then really employees uh, or team members, rather, acting as owners and acting as self-employed people. That really was a big cultural shift that helped us bring in the right team from that day forward and been blessed to have a lot of the right people before that. So they stayed with us. But the culture, really, those three things were a big deal in moving forward. Okay, so when you go back, yeah. so they know, all right, Sean's off in Tucson, Arizona at some event. Yeah. Okay, you come back, and those are three very specific things. Just to review those, we're talking about retained earnings. So that's changing the way that you handle the money of the company. Absolutely. But then the other two are a little bit more direct to the team, and that is, of course, no gossip and the self-employed mentality. Yes. It's interesting that you said something a little earlier I want to call back. You said you felt like you were running a kind of a hobby. Yeah. But it was a full-time business. But you're talking about how you treated them or how, how what the culture was like? Yeah. For me, it was – I didn't start the business as, hey, let's think of this great business idea and go after this business. It was I needed a job. I can do this and someone's apparently willing to pay me, uh, but I need help. And I started adding team members. We started adding people. But I didn't ever think of it as long-term, what's the road five years from now? What's the road 10 years from now? It was I'm currently getting a paycheck, so that's a win. Mm. And when you start bringing people into that, I needed help because you can't just bring people into that hobby and let it be successful. Whether it's making money or not, it's going to eventually take you down. Okay, let's look at where you were, the company, prior to you showing up in Tucson, Arizona. Give us a snapshot. So we had around 10 people, very highly skilled people. We were doing some smaller projects and the occasional project that really scared the heck out of us because they were a little above our station at the time. And I really didn't know how to organize a team to get around that. It was just a lot of hustle and a lot of the right people that I was blessed to have that we worked through it hard, but not smart. And when I left Master Series and came back, it changed everything. Because even those three things, mm-hmm. although they don't seem – you're only sure. doing three things. There's a lot more in the book than that. There's a lot more I learned at Master Series than that. But by focusing on those three things, the team can get really get around it. And especially the no gossip and acting as if they were owners of the business, it allowed them a little bit of freedom to go, hey, if this was my business, what would I do? So we went from 10 people in the next six years, we were almost 100. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. It is. It really and is. largely because of those three changes? 
Big time, yes. And and also our turnover was so low. And in the business I'm in, turnover is through the roof at everywhere. We had very low turnover because people really embraced our culture. And that was a big part of it because the culture also in my industry, it's pretty toxic in most places. It's kind of like come into your job and then go home. And yeah. we don't need to hear about anything else. Yeah. And because we run our company differently, we've had unbelievable loyalty with our team. Here's what I want people to hear. You go back from an event, whether it's our event or another event, and you feel passionate that you got to put these changes into play. One of the things I know I hear from our attendees is, okay, I know what to do. I believe I should actually do that. I'm convicted about it. I want to do it. But it's still a little scary to go back and implement the change. When you made these changes, how did the team receive it? Honestly, really well. And it was because it wasn't trying to... I got firehosed at Master Series, yeah, but I didn't right. try to firehose the team. That's right. Number one, they didn't have to talk about retained earnings. That was really for sure. just the ownership. And the no gossip policy was easy. They felt comfortable telling us, the leadership, that they had problems and not just complaining to someone that couldn't help them. So that was a quick one, an easy one. And then as far as the ownership thing goes, in many ways, because I didn't know what I was doing, they didn't know what they should be doing. Yeah. So by giving them this freedom to say, hey, look, you're not here too, if the phone rings, answer it. If you see a problem, fix it or come bring it to me and I can fix it. And it really did change the culture of the company and really helped us grow. I mean, we grew exponentially. I think we tripled in size in less than two years. Wow. Yeah. And that leads me to this. This is exciting stuff because we develop relationships over time with event attendees who come to multiple events. Some people come to all three events. Some people you know, keep coming back totally. to the same event. We see many Entree Master Series alumni every year, and it's a lot of fun. They keep coming back, and they're diving into new things. Absolutely. They go back and fix them, and they come for some new challenges. Exactly. There's always more. And uh, it's always fun to interview them and get the feedback from them. And this is exciting because this is the first time to my knowledge, that we've had an alumni actually join the team. You're a part of the Entree Leadership team. This is super cool. Tell the folks that are listening and watching what you're doing for us. So I just joined about three weeks ago. I am the director of All Access Coaching. How about that? Yeah, I'm ecstatic. It's amazing. <laughs> so you go from the event yeah. and you implement it to the degree that you build a relationship with our leadership team and they go, hmm, not only does he get it, he actually implemented it yeah. and he's winning big. And so yes. we just... We stole you from yourself. You stole me from myself. I was ready to. Uh, I was ready for the next thing. I love it. And uh, there wasn't many things that interested me, but you know the passion I have for what entrepreneur leadership is and what I learned from it, and I do have a true success story. That's awesome. And now to be able to come and not only share it, but to walk alongside business owners and a lot of the same ones that walked alongside me when I first started and when I was at Master Series and some of the friends I made at Master Series to now walk alongside this entire community. And I've seen a lot. In the last eight and a half years, I've kind of gone through everything you can go through in business growth and the bads and the lows and the yes. highs and the, everything. So now to be on the team and help guide other business owners that way, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Welcome to the team. And I love saying this. Not only is Sean my new teammate, he's also my neighbor yes. a few streets over and his daughter and my daughter in the same class. So this is fun stuff. And it really is. Let me just say we're thrilled that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Also a huge fan of the podcast. So now to be on it is <laughs> amazing. This is so fun. It's surreal. It's totally surreal. It's a small world, folks. There you go. You know, this speaks to, Sean, the importance of tribes. You know, absolutely like-minded, like-hearted people come together, fun things happen, and you're an example of that. Thanks again, man. Thank you, Ken. Okay, our friends at Infusionsoft have a great tool for you this episode. It's entitled Harness Your Inner Genius. In this ebook. We'll take a look at how some of the greatest entrepreneurs dream and how they grow their businesses. You'll find out how to harness your inner genius. In this guide and the accompanying worksheets, you will learn where your genius lies, how to manage around your constraints, and how to create a personalized plan to take your leadership to the next level. 
Here's how you get it. Infusionsoft.com slash genius. That's infusionsoft.com slash genius. Or you can get the link in this episode's show notes, episode 281 at entreleadership.com. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode. On behalf of Will, the producer, Tim, the engineer, and the entire Entree Leadership team, thanks for listening. We'll talk with you again very soon. Hey, folks, I want to make sure that you're aware that we have other great podcasts from Ramsey Solutions. Here's a sample of The Chris Hogan Show. I am so excited to be able to talk to you all week in and week out. We're going to talk about your money, your life, your dreams, and your goals. You know why? Because I'm your coach. Whether we're talking about building wealth, paying off your home early, investing, paying for college, and guess what? How to become an everyday millionaire. We're going to focus on taking your calls because you matter to me. Together, we can do this. This is The Chris Hogan Show. If you'd like to hear full episodes, just search The Chris Hogan Show in Apple Podcasts or go to chrishogan360.com.